are listening to KPSQLP Fayetteville. This is the Wendy Lovett Show with Topher Kogan. The opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Please check with a trusted health advisor before following any medical advice. You're listening to the Wendy Levitt Show with Topher Kogan around the world and in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The Wendy Levitt Show, where health, music, and plant medicine meet. I'm Wendy Lovedge, and on tonight's show, our guests are Cecilia Castaneda and Bill Williams, Jenilyn Milnicki, Rachel Madison, and Heather Starbuck. And now, it's my pleasure to introduce my co-host, Beyonce's number one fan, Topher Kogan. Hey, Wendy. Hello. Well, How are you this week? I, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Good. It's a good day today. I just got back from the movies. Oh, you did? What did you see? I saw Detective Pikachu. Oh, I saw that advertised, and I actually said to Angela, is that a kid's movie? So, it's not, So it's funny. So, after the movie, um, me and Xavier were kind of like thinking, like, what is this movie? Like, who is this movie for? Uh-huh. Like, is it for little kids? Is it right. for people that grew up on Pokemon? I think it's for... The people that are still playing it right now okay. that are not necessarily kids that are just like you know what are they playing? They're playing uh, the game po- Pokemon Go or no oh, no no yeah okay. no so um so the Pokemon franchise still has um its handheld games uh, stable oh I see right okay so that's kind of their target people who are I think so playing be- the game and are, are enjoying the characters yeah I think so because a lot of the Pokemon featured in the movie were more of the more recent ones mm-hmm. and there weren't as many um, first generation Pokemon so the ones that were like around when I was a kid oh I see alright mm-hmm. so how does Pokemon go fit- see I was never into this whole Pokemon thing so yeah <laughs> I'm trying well, Pokemon Go, it's it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of like like a trading card thing, okay, but you yeah. don't trade the cards. You just it's more of a just um, a collector thing. So, okay. so there's no like storyline in the regular Pokemon games in the handheld ones. You know, uh-huh. like there's like a whole like storyline and oh, you okay. catch and evolve all this stuff. It's really difficult um, unless they changed it from the last time I played it when it first came out. Um, it's difficult to evolve Pokemon on Pokemon Go. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, very interesting. Thanks for enlightening me. And so, what does Topher Kogan give this film on a on a rating of one to ten? With ten being fantastic you got to see it yeah <laughs> i think you got to see it i'd give it a nine you would i would uh justice smith did really well um that was the lead character um opposite ryan reynolds and then um yeah he was just phenomenal um the only wonderful okay yeah the only problem i would say is that he was so good 
that it kind of left the other um, human actors uh-huh. lacking. Oh, okay. In he just, outshined everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it was in just how they interacted with the CGI characters there, because, you know, because, like, it's essentially just people in the middle of a, of a big green room. Right. And they can't really do anything, so they have to just, like, imagine it. Okay. And so. Gotcha. So how was the the week for your lifestyle choices? Were you did you increase your water intake? I know last show we were talking a lot yeah. about water. I I haven't drinking a lot of water. Well, good. I have. It's, it's been it's really warm today. I think if you're not drinking yeah. water, you're kind of uh, it it kind of puts you at a disadvantage. I I know if I don't have enough, and it's especially when it's warm, I mm-hmm. feel a little bit out of it. You know. Yeah. Today was is un. Yeah, I don't know why it's so hot today. <laughs> well, it is. The middle of May <laughs> yeah. in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, I needed to go back down to, like, 70. I know. We've been a little spoiled because it's been a little bit cool, I think, mm-hmm. for, for, you know, seasonable weather here in Fayetteville. Yeah. Uh, but today was definitely a warm one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so tonight we've changed our format a little bit, and we're actually going to interview our health guest mm-hmm. uh, coming up next. And... Um, I think Adrian's getting her on the phone, so I'll give her a little introduction. Okay. Um, so our health guest uh, tonight became a health activist due to her own issues with health and the healthcare system. Um, in 2014, she became the director of Texas Cannabis Patient Warriors, lobbying for medical cannabis in Texas. Um, she is a Huntington's disease patient, and she's been shunned on social media for talking about what looks like uh, some remission, actually, from her disease, which is kind of unheard of with Huntington's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, by 2015, cannabis oil and yoga was improving her health so much that she came out of the wheelchair, and she's been wheelchair-free all this time. Um, she is a cannabis uh, medicine refugee, uh, had to move to Colorado, and um, we're really excited to speak with her and her caregiver. So her name is Cecilia Castaneda, and her caregiver is Bill Williams. And so you're, so she was saying she got like shunned on like social media or just in like yeah, on Facebook on and Instagram yeah. for talking about her disease actually uh, going into some remission because Huntington's disease generally doesn't do that. Um, Mm-hmm. So um, we're having a little trouble getting around the line, but we're going to continue to try. So for people who uh, who don't know um, what Huntington's disease is, um, it's actually a genetic disease that mm-hmm. uh, creates um, different movement disorder and um, and other um, health issues from from having the disease, and most people it kind of runs in families. So most mm-hmm. people who have it have someone else in their family. Yeah, who has it, it. Yeah, it's interesting. Not on the well, I mean, like the disease is interesting. And yeah, we sure. need to Talk about it, but uh, bringing up the topic of being shunned, I was just listening to. Oh, who was it? Oh, I think it was um, the director um, Ava DuVernay. Oh, okay. Um, and she was talking about how uh, we need to understand that like even like these like social media platforms Mm -hmm. like we really don't own them and they are um a corporation and a business right and so when it comes to something like that and like you can be like shut out Mm -hmm. from that platform from simply just like sharing your story it's kind of like eye-opening of like wait a minute so this thing that i've like bought into now i can't 
you know, interact with people Mm -hmm. on how we're supposed to about what I'm going through. It's crazy, though. So people who have the disease, by someone actually finding treatments that help them, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean that they're minimizing someone else's experience. Yeah. You know? So, and it seems like that's what people think is happening, unfortunately. So. Yeah, I don't know. Cecilia, if you want to call in um, to us, we could do that. I'm going to try to reach out to you um, on on my phone. Um, unfortunately, sometimes when you're when you're trying to reach someone on the air, we have uh, we have some some trouble. Um, I she's asking me if we're calling her, but we we did try to do that. So can you call the station? Um, she can yeah. call the station. She can call the station at four seven nine. Nine six six four six six seven. Nine six six four six six seven. Um, so I just uh, connected with her, and she's she's going to call. So um, it's been very interesting. So I met Cecilia because she's also an artist, mm-hmm. and she's part of the Cannabis Art Guild. And oh yeah, so, which one was her piece? Uh, so she did not have a piece in the unfortunately in the exhibit that oh, was okay. here. But um, but she will in upcoming exhibits. So I believe she's actually on the line now. Yay! Cecilia? Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi! So good, to, to, so good that you were able to, to get through. Um, I'm not sure what happened, but we'll just carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Cecilia, we were talking a little bit about Huntington's disease, and uh, maybe just in your own words you can tell us a little bit about what happened. What happened to me? Yes. Oh, okay, sure. Um, I was misdiagnosed with bipolar disease in 2006. So I spent the next six years um, on a lot of antipsychotic, antidepressants, um, anti-anxiety, sleep medications, all of those kinds of things. And um, then I started having movements in 2008. My psychiatrist was the first one who noticed it. When she noticed it, she said, hey, you're having mouth movements. I think I'm going to take you off this medicine that might cause that. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever heard that, that anything like that could cause that. So um, I decided to stop taking the medicines because I was, people would mention to me that I was, I looked really nervous and jittery and I had a lot of movements and I just didn't know. So I just decided to get off of them at the same time, around that time. Um, I got really sick and I had to have a hysterectomy. And uh, my arm bit, my arm movements, my pain got like really bad. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a point where my arm would just move back and forth before I'd go to sleep at night. And I could not get it to stop. And I didn't know why that was. So I would see doctor after doctor after doctor. I went to go see my, you know, PCP, and he was like, oh, I don't know what it is. And he sent me somewhere else. And then, you know, to a hand specialist. The hand specialist didn't know what it is. So he sent me to a different hand specialist. Finally, a hand specialist noticed that it was like a nerve problem. He said, that's neurological. So he sent me off to another doctor. So I had a mis- another misdiagnosis in between of tardive dyskinesia. I don't know if it's a misdiagnosis or a co-diagnosis at this point. Sure. But the, but the tardive dyskinesia came out, and then I, I heard from my estranged sister that she was having the same movements and the same problems. 
So uh, I uh, happened to get an appointment with this really esteemed neurologist in Houston, and I went to go see him, and, and he had demanded all my paperwork for so long, you know, all my medical paperwork, and so I gave it to him. And he said, you know, I don't think you have Huntington's disease at all. And I was like, really? Yeah. yeah. There's Bill in the background. Uh-huh. Sorry, he's making coffee. He said, you couldn't possibly have Huntington's disease because my dad had died early. And, you know, the Huntington's disease wasn't started, didn't start being diagnosed until the 90s. Okay, so my dad had passed away in 2010 or something like that. And his mom had passed away when I was 16. Well, I think my grandma had it, right? And so I told him, you know, about the story, whatever. And he's like, well, you know, there's no officially, officially diagnosed family behind or behind that. So I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I want to give you a test. And I was like, I really want a test, please. Sure. My sister's going to come in and see you. So I finally get the test and find out that I have Huntington's disease. So they did because Huntington's disease is genetic, correct? And so they were right. So they were trying to make sure that it was actually in the family. But sometimes that's hard to determine, um, which happened in your case. So they diagnosed you, and um, and then uh, from there, um, just in the interest of time, I know that you became sicker and were in ended up in a wheelchair. Correct. Around the time that I was being diagnosed, I was in a wheelchair, and I ended up being bed bound the following year after that. So it was 2014, the end of 2014, going into 2015, and I was wheelchair bound as well. At that point, I could I couldn't walk. So what kind of what turned it around for you, Cecilia? Um, well, um, I was having a lot of seizures and stuff too, and so then I guess. Um, my spouse and I, uh, we watched Run, uh, early on in like 2013, I watched Run from the Cure, and I really wanted to uh, explore that, but I didn't know how to make the oil. Right, so, and, and for those people who don't know, Run from the Cure is the Rick Simpson story, um, yeah. and talks about concentrated Rick Simpson oil, which is a concentrated cannabis oil. And so were you able to, to make the oil yourself, or purchase it, or how, how, did, how did that go? We got some donated to us a couple of times. Great. <coughs> from uh, from some uh, people from California. They helped us out a few times, and from there we realized how well it worked, and we researched uh, how to do it ourselves and started making it ourselves. Excellent. And when, so when you say how well it worked, so you were in a wheelchair and you had these um, uncontrollable movements, and then you started on the oil. So how how did the how did it help you? Um, well, um, it helped me because I it helped me be able to do yoga to be able to get out of that wheelchair. It helped reduce pain levels. Yeah. Uh, more than more than anything, it helped reduce the pain levels so that she could actually do something else besides think about how bad everything hurt. Right. Not to mention, at that point, my dementia was really bad, and so <clears throat> I feel like it really helped me um, in that regard. It started lifting the brain fog to where I could actually do math again. Wow. For a while, couldn't do any math. Right. Because with Huntington's disease, that's another um, unfortunate uh, symptom is d- dementia, early early dementia usually. Um, so it sounds like 
this medicine has helped kind of turn things around. And you mentioned yoga. So once the medicine was able to reduce the pain and the brain fog, it sounds like then you could make other healthy choices. Yes, definitely. I mean, at the time, I was also doing a lot of research into Huntington's disease, and I would keep a folder so I could go back and make sure I knew what I was talking about and doing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it definitely helped me be able to do all of that, as well as to function, be able to shower alone. Wow, right. (laughs) I can relate to that, Cecilia, because I was also, I was in a power wheelchair, and I had to be bathed and dressed, and it's really... um, feels so demeaning even though even if with the best caregiver it's just you're not you don't feel like an independent adult at that point so i'm sure that felt really great to to start to do some of those things yourself yeah yeah that was a huge improvement when that started happening again that was right yeah and so you're going through all these positive changes and when we were trying to get you on the phone topher and i started talking about what the shunning that happened to you on social media so you're making positive changes and improvements but how did the huntington's disease community did they it doesn't sound like they really embraced you with those changes um well this was before all the changes really and when i um okay it was 2014 yeah when i tried to get into the groups and i was uh, talking about, I had done a lot of research and I talked about how I thought cannabis was the cure that we were looking for. Why weren't we looking at this research? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started getting shunned from the group because I kept asking those questions. And um, I got, it was around the time that I was doing a lot of uh, medical marijuana lobbying in Texas and I happened to be on KVU. And um, there was a lot of comments on there about from other Huntington's caregivers saying I'm a fake patient and that I don't know what I'm talking about and all of these terrible things. And I literally was shunned from all the groups, or not all the groups. And so my my private information was shown in those groups, and it was just it, it was just not not a very good thing. So I was very happy when I found the cannabis community. Sort of you know, and I had already kind of found the cannabis community, but. I felt like that became my family at that point. That became my support. And it really, in so many ways, I've learned so much from so many people. And Excellent. Well, well, you're you're very strong, and it's so good to hear um, such a great story of improved health. You know, with these things, it doesn't mean that the disease is totally gone. It just means you've found a way to... Uh, improve your health and your symptoms and as you improve then you can do things like yoga or artwork you're part of the cannabis art guild now as well yes i am i love that work you know she does have to deal with pain still every day sure um you know and it's it's a lot to overcome but it's you know with with enough medicine in the morning she could do just about anything (laughs) great great and so um so if other Huntington's patients want to reach out to you, or where would you, where should we send people if they want more information? Um, they can reach out to me to, at, um, at my email address, okay. organicwriteractivist at gmail.com. Okay. And it's writer as in I write things. Organic writer, R- W-R-I-T-E-R. 
correct? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, thank so, you so yes. much for joining us today. We're so happy that you found some improvement in your health, and hopefully it will inspire others. And we'll catch you again uh, with regard to the Cannabis Art Guild as well. So take care. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Sounds great, and thank you so much for inviting us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. And now, our musical guest tonight is Jenna Lynn Mel. Nikki? Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Who crash landed in NWA in 2000, 2014 and has been performing in many bands ever since. She is also passionate about music therapy for Alzheimer's and memory loss. Welcome, Jenna. Hello. And Jenna's friend, guitar player. I'm John. John. <laughs> Hello, John. <laughs> well, we're so glad you're here tonight. Thank so, you so much for having us. Jenna, you are from Boston. I am. Where I am from. Yes. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. another Bostonian. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow we landed here in I Fayetteville. And so my whole family is here. My mom, oh, really? my dad, my brother, his family. I have one brother that lives in Orlando, but uh-huh. the majority of my family is here in Fayetteville. Uh, so. so how did the whole <laughs> family like end up in Fayetteville? It That's started with the brother that left as soon as we all got here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, there's a reason I moved halfway across the country. I'm out of here, you guys. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Thank you. Um, so what genre of music would you say that you perform? Um... Well, it's kind of a, a wide genre. Um, I would say a lot of soul, blues, jazz, um, a little bit of funk. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we have a, our duo that we do, and then we're also in a full band, mm-hmm. uh, Jenna and the Soul Shakers, and that's really kind of fun and upbeat. And then yeah. the stuff that we do with our acoustic duo is more, you know, if you would think like Nora Jones, Carole King, mm-hmm. one of those, those kind of lines. Um, nice. Just a lot of stuff with very bluesy, very soul oriented um i've got a really big voice for a small person <laughs> i saw that when you were rehearsing yeah i, I, heard, I should say i heard that <laughs> so what are you going to perform for us first um well i would like to perform um an original song that we wrote uh, it's called uh the willow tree and nice. um it's very um kind of jazzy and it's about um you know i was growing up i was really fascinated with willow trees and they're mm-hmm. really really comforting to me so it's just kind of a song about being comforted by a tree i really feel like a hippie right now <laughs> <laughs> well, i love trees so i wrote a song about it <laughs> it's interesting that you say that so i don't see those same kind of weeping willow trees we have in yeah. massachusetts but i remember as a little girl sitting under the willow there's tree there's something majestic about there them is, and yeah. i really i used to call them waterfall trees yes when i was growing up <laughs> i can see that yeah yeah so i don't know i just really wanted to write a song about one so it is nice I can't wait to hear it. I hear the song of the willow tree A lonely whisper whispers through the leaves As a day Away. Slowly comes the 
Did the willow tree justice there? Thank you. I was, I I was picturing it. Do you have willow trees where you're from, Topher? Um, no, a lot of uh, pine trees and maple trees. Oh, okay. Not a lot of willow trees. I don't know where I've seen a willow tree at. I don't know where in Arkansas. Maybe like somewhere in Little Rock. I'm not for sure. I don't think I've seen them at all. So my neighbors they're around. around. Yeah. yeah, they're around. We need to go to your neighbor's house then. Okay. Let's yeah, let's go sit We're under just going to go and sit under your neighbor's willow tree. <laughs> yeah, I know that it's it creates like this umbrella, you know. It does, and the way that the leaves sway in the yeah. wind, there's just something so majestic yeah. about them. And it was funny because I lived in Kansas before I moved here, uh-huh. and you know, it's just it's so flat. And I mean, there are parts of Kansas that are great. Don't get me wrong, but sure. like I said, like everything was just so flat. And I miss trees. And mm-hmm. then I got here, and once I moved down, and I was like, there's trees. 
everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> I feel like the biggest hippie ever because all I could talk about was their trees. Mm-hmm. So. And, and people are serious about their trees here. I know back a few years ago they were taking some down and people were put a uh, protest and sat in the trees because they didn't want them to be cut Yeah, down. I would. Yeah, I would. totally, right? Oh, absolutely. I know. Don't mess with my trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. So what are you going to perform next? Um, well, we kind of put a spin on a traditional song. Um, uh-huh. House of the Rising Sun has oh, always nice. been one of my favorite songs and mm-hmm. I love to really sing something that has a lot of dynamics and mm-hmm. um, I can really put a lot of soul into so we kind of did our own little rendition of that so nice. I'm going to do some uh, choreography with the microphone because it always gets pretty big <laughs> it does get very so. big <laughs> alright there is a house in a
God, God, I know oh, 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 that I once. Ooh. <laughs> We're just exploding today. <laughs> wow. Thank you. You yeah, are such a powerhouse. I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank beautiful. you. Thank you. <laughs> So where can people find your music? Well, we have, um, I'm definitely working on building a lot more original material uh -huh. and kind of getting the ball rolling in that because I really, I just have so many Fantastic. songs that yeah. I just need to get out there and, yes. and do more of. So, um, but right now on um, on Facebook, I'm okay. very active on my Facebook page. I have Jenna Lynn Melnicki Music, which I keep all of my projects because we ever do our band. I also have a trio uh -huh. uh, with some really great local artists, uh, Kevin Watkins and Mary Williams. Nice. Um, and, you know, like stand-up bass and guitar mm -hmm. and lots of harmonies and stuff. It's super fun. But I keep everything I do on there. Great. And also, like, live recordings and different things. So and as soon as I um, get my original tracks out there, they will be there. You'll let us know, so. I hope. Oh, we'll, we'll be following you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we want to play them on the radio. So. Um, I would love that. So you have yourself a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I hope you'll stick around for the absolutely. end of the show. Thank you so much yeah, for having us. This is All right. absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Thank you. When I woke up this morning, take a look at my clock. It's way past noontime. Now I'm late for work. Tell me, tell me. What have I done wrong? Ain't nothing going right with me Must be I've been smoking too long Well, I go to get some breakfast But I ain't got no food I take me a shower But that damn water don't feel so good Tell me, tell me, what have I done wrong? nothing going right for me. Green Zone today, our guest is founder and CEO of Stream Connect, a consumer app that personalizes cannabis and CBD product recommendations using a proprietary bioscience-backed algorithm. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Oh, thank you so much, Wendy. I really appreciate um, you having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. We're glad you're here, too. So um, can you hear me okay? Is that... Uh, I'm not hearing in my in my headphones, but that's okay as long as you can hear me. Um, there we go. Okay. Um, so, uh, Rachel, um, I we were Topher and I were were looking over um, what you're doing, and it's very interesting to me as a cannabis patient who has journaled and kept information about all different strains I've tried. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love what you're doing. Um, what brought you to the idea of doing this? 
Yeah, thanks for asking. And I know uh, kind of our introduction of the product is a little bit of a mouthful. It <laughs> so is. Hopefully, <laughs> so ho- hopefully I can help um, explain it a little easier for you. Um, basically, my personal experience, I'm a mother of two children. Um, I happen to also be a wife of a police officer. And so um, after having my children, I actually had severe sciatica. And I, it got to the point where it was so debilitating that I couldn't pick up my children. I couldn't push the stroller. Um, it was hard for me to feed them. And so I had gone through this process of researching and trying to find a natural alternative to really help with the pain. And um, due to kind of my background in research, um, cannabis kept coming up. And mm-hmm. it was... One of those things where due to my husband being in the profession that he is in, even though we are in California and at that time it was only medically legal, um, there is still that kind of daunting stigma that surrounded it, at least at the time. And um, it still does. And especially, um, you know, it still does. And we've been legal here in California for quite a while. So... um, you know, when you start talking about people that are kind of CBD or uh, CBD curious or canna curious, as I like to call it, this can be a very overwhelming process. Um, they're very curious as to, you know, what is this product? And, oh, my gosh, there's something that could finally help me with my aches and pains or um, with migraines or um, a, a whole list of things, but they're very to try it. It can be overwhelming and a little isolating. Sure. And And there's so many different strains available, and when people are starting out especially, it is overwhelming, like you mentioned. Absolutely. And sometimes costly. You know, don't you think, Topher, like you could try certain strains and if they don't work for you and you've already spent all this money. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's actually... So it took me almost eight months to find the right product for me. And I spent over 12, uh, it was actually $2,400 on product that I'd never use again. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's, that is crazy ridiculous. Um, and when you, you know, when I took a look at this and I took a look at my background, I knew that this was a platform, um, since I, I do have a tech background, that I'd be able to build this. But where it really started was when I started having the conversations with bioscientists, with cannabis pharmacists, with cannabis nurses, and really hearing and understanding the science behind the plant, I understood that it isn't just about what strain is best for, um, for sciatica or what strain is best for migraines. It's way more than that. It, it goes a lot deeper than that. When you start taking a look at the cannabinoids mm-hmm. that is involved in those lab results, which you're, of course, not getting with black market product. Right, that's true. That's one of the great things about, um, you know, legalization and, and CBD shops. You can ask to see the lab work and know what's actually in the medicine that you're trying to purchase, but that's not true on the black market at all. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you're also able to really look at um, the pesticide levels, um, and also you're taking a look at what other um, what other ingredients are in that product. Um, because especially when you start looking at tinctures, 
um, you have cannabis that's being mixed along or even um, uh, hemp CBD that's mixed along with other underlying ingredients, well, what are they and how is that um, affecting the efficacy of that product. Right, and that, that's so important. So are there other, I know it said that it's it was a mouthful bioscience-backed algorithm. So wh- yes. what else What else is are, are you looking at to help match somebody with a strain? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So um, we're basically taking the uh, bioscience of the individual, asking all of the right questions, and matching it with the bioscience of the plant. And what that means kind of to to everybody is that we're asking the right questions in terms of not only considering ailment, but effect. How do you want to feel? But then fundamentally, who are you as a person? Because you and I can both have back pain, and you and I can both want to feel very focused, But if I tend to be very low energy and maybe you tend to be very excitable or have a lot of energy, it's going to take us two very different products to achieve the same result. And being able to take all of that into consideration to match that to also the cannabinoid and terpene profiling of each individual product, and then on top of that, where do I find that product and how do I use it? are all questions that we wanted to be able to answer with Strain Connect. Wow. That's quite a bit that you're rolling together and then coming up with an answer. <laughs> wow. Um, it's, it's a lot. We know that it's a lot, but it's, um, and it is a big undertaking. You know, right now we have our CBD-only platform uh, launched. It is um, a beta platform um, but we have some very exciting um, features that we'll be adding to make it a little more user-friendly and also just really assist with, um, especially with those that are curious about the plant but want to have more education around it and understand why it's fitting specifically for them. So kind of keep an eye open for that. Okay, great. And so um, on the platform, you have certain brands that partner with you, or how does that work? Yeah, so brands actually have to apply in order to be a part of our platform. Um, We hand vet each brand to ensure that what they're saying on the outside of their package is actually what's inside of the package. And um, it isn't just a single um, kind of a, a, a single application. Each new batch that they have, batch of products that they have, they have to submit their third party lab results and they have to be vetted through us. Yeah, that's great. Mm And then um, we're taking it even a step further to ensure that they're not using any misleading language on their websites or on any of their marketing materials or packaging to ensure that they're not making any claims um, that we're really, you know, of course, this is, this is a new space to the FDA. We don't want to raise any flags, and we want to be able to be compliant as well. And so we're, we're, uh, actually requiring that level of standardization now before um, uh, bef- really before uh, the market is sure so you're you're taking all those steps before they actually give the what the rules are you're kind of anticipating what they'll be looking for um, it sounds like that, you're, it sounds like you're on track I mean third party testing testing every batch of medicine so I'm interested to know when the full-spectrum platform will come out, you know, for people when they're just starting in the medicine and, um, 
you know, are, are making a transition maybe from CBD to full spectrum medicine, or or maybe they're just looking for that, uh, you know, as a starting point. So is that is that going to be happening soon, or? Yeah, so we will be ad- adding THC products to our platform. Of course, that is going to be con- um, depending on what market we're launching to, mm-hmm. and uh, specific to that's specifically be- due to regulation. Um, and so uh, we're working through that right now, but that is definitely on uh, the roadmap. Excellent. And uh, so, so Topher, you're being. Um you know, in a different generation of mine, right, <laughs> is when you're starting to look at medicine, I know, w- is this something that you would, might reach out to? As yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because I know um, that when it comes to uh, cannabis medicine and say, um, mm-hmm. when I do visit Denver, mm-hmm. um, what I do when I go there is I I always have like a website Mm-hmm. Of like of like a description or a review oh, right. of like not only or one of yeah, yeah exactly um, mm-hmm. but not only of what strains they're selling but of that particular vendor okay just right. to see what other customers are saying like oh hey I got this from this particular shop here was my experience with it and to see if that really just to make sure that they're selling what they say they're selling mm-hmm. you know what I mean just right, because sure. yeah because so many people when you are doing um. Uh, cannabis tourism, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's so easy to just get swept up in like a fancy strain name. Right, right. And then you don't really know and, and, what you're getting. And this app kind of takes it to the next step. Yeah, say <laughs> I'm on the website now and I love it. Say, Rachel, I have to like give you props. This is like an amazing uh, website. Oh, thank you. I love it. <laughs> thank you for that. We really yeah. appreciate that. I feel like. Um, you know, what was really interesting to us when we started is that, you know, I'm in my mid-30s and I have friends that are in their early 40s, just um, very curious about the plants. But what I realized when we launched is that um, our really a lot of our demographic is our baby boomers. You're looking at um, not only Gen X, but also baby boomers. So we need to be able to have a platform that's very simple to use. Um, for individuals who don't necessarily, uh, that want to be able to go onto their computer or their desktop and don't necessarily want to use an app on their phone. Mm-hmm. So it's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to be, um, trying to be useful to both demographics. But, um, but it was very interesting to me that so many baby boomers are so interested in what the plant benefits are, what it can do for them, and how they can use it as a natural alternative to whether it's opioids that they're currently on or, um, you know, certain other um, medications, uh, prescriptions that they're on, um, which is very exciting. Right, it is. And, you know, I think I I wanted to hear his perspective. You know, I'm, I'm a, on the tail end of the baby boomers, <laughs> um, so I can relate to what you're talking about. And I know I have friends who, you know, using an app on the phone would be more difficult. And all the things that you're addressing, you've, you've kind of really covered all the bases. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, oh, thank you. And uh, so where can, uh, if you could say the website or the app name again so people can look for it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so you can find us at www.strainconnect.com. That's S-T-R-A-I-N connect.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Strain Connect or on Instagram at My Strain Connect. 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Rachel Madison, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank it. you. All right. Have a great night. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Joining us now, we have Heather Starbuck. She's a co-founder of the Matt Adams Foundation, and I'm so delighted that you're here tonight. Thank you for having me. So we met uh, recently, and uh, we were talking a little bit about the foundation. For our listeners, can you let them know what the foundation is for and how it started? Sure. Um, So we started this foundation in honor of a Fayetteville native named Matt Adams. Um, He was my fiancé, and I founded it with his sisters and mothers. mother. (laughs) Um, And he passed away from an accidental overdose in 2017 after fighting opiate addiction for about 10 years. So, um, you know, we were trying to kind of figure out what to do, and the reality is Matt reached out to so many people when he was alive. Um, You know, he would reach out to people who were trying to find recovery or who were suicidal, homeless. It really didn't matter. He was always trying to help people who were in dark places because he'd been there before. And after he passed, a lot of people came up to us and, you know, they said, I I can't believe it. You know, he saved my life. I can't believe this happened to him. And we decided his legacy needed to live on. So we started the Matt Adams Foundation for Opiate Recovery, um, and we're seeking to kind of bring the community together to combat this opiate epidemic that's happening all over the U.S., but, you know, heavily in northwest Arkansas, as we all know. Um, Right now in the U.S., we lose about 195 people per day from accidental overdoses. Yeah, Yeah, so um, we're trying to combat that. Um, Thank you for doing that, and I'm so sorry for your loss, but what a beautiful thing's coming out of it, and um, I'm sure he's proud of that too he's somebody who was helping others despite his own issues and that's amazing yeah so thank you for doing that and there's an event this weekend yes on Uh, sunday yes Mm -hmm. um so on sunday we are having a benefit concert at george's majestic lounge um it's going to feature a few very popular local artists uh caleb ryan caleb ryan martin jesse dean and company and opal agafia and the sweet nothings what an amazing lineup (laughs) (laughs) i think it'll be a lot of fun we've got a barbecue by um secondhand smoke that'll all proceeds will go to the foundation and the funds raised will be going to our naloxin distribution program that we started about eight weeks ago Uh, we've so far dispersed about 300 opiate overdose reversal kits throughout the community we're trying to reach people who are using drugs people who are you know, families of people using drugs um, and people who work with high-risk populations and really try to bring down some of these lethal overdoses because we don't believe that overdoses have to be lethal. So that's what we're that's trying to do true. with that. Thank you so much for handing out those kids. And we were talking about yeah. that just the other day. Yeah, I have yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Topher and I were just up in Rhode Island at an event. Um, it was the Rhode Island Users Union and Bulldozer Health. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we met several people who helped save people's lives by having those kids yeah. available. To, if you see someone having uh, who's having an overdose, um, it can save their life. Mm-hmm. We actually um, talked to a bouncer 
and he asked us, he's like, do you have this? Because he didn't have access, he couldn't find it. He's like, I saved someone at my last job, and I'm trying to find it. And we're like, yes, of course we do. You know, mm-hmm. here we are. And so we've actually been outfitting bouncers now on Dixon Street because that wow. idea came to us. Amazing. So. What yeah. a great idea. Yeah. It's great for them to have that available. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to the event on Sunday, yeah. and Bulldozer Health will have a table there. And we yes. I have uh, Lisa Fogel will be joining me, doing a little bit of acupuncture and talking cool. with people about recovery in acupuncture. And uh, Don Austin will be with me doing some massage. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so holistic healing. Yes, holistic good. healing. We'll be we'll be there with bells on. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, Thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, we have Jenna and John back in the studio with us as well. Um, so let's see. What can we, which subject should we, should we talk about? We, should, we um. should talk about how come Topher's so quiet this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm so, uh, I'm, st- I'm still thinking about Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> it was an emotional movie. I didn't know how sad it was going to be. Oh, like, there yeah. were, like, a couple of sad moments in it. Yeah, you seem a little bit melancholy tonight, I have to say. <laughs> it got me. So <laughs> there was that one, and it's funny enough, because there was an actress, um, her name, I don't know her name, um, but she was in the movie, uh-huh. and she she's also the lead on a new show on uh, Netflix called The Society. And that is a very, very, very somber show. Um, it's about uh, this group of like high school kids. It's like 200 kids uh, get on a bus and they go, and then they find themselves in like this replica of their town. Oh! And there's like no adults, no like authority, no nothing. And so it's just 10 episodes of them figuring out, like building up like a society. Oh, um, wow. It's kind of like, oh, how they describe it? It's like Lost meets. Um, Oh, Lost meets um like uh, Lord of the Flies almost. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you I just saw that picture. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it's kind of like I, all I could think of is kind of like Dixon Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lost meets Lord of the Flies. Wow. Yeah. So that actress has been bringing me a lot of sad lately. Oh my goodness! So. I just saw you perform last night, and you were hysterical. Oh so yes, on, on the spot. Thank on you for spot. coming to that. Yeah, yeah. The, um, that was at Backspace, and uh, it was it was really very funny so thank you so much um yeah we're gonna be uh editing that uh that video Uh and that special and that will air on fptv fptv and then we'll share it on after midnight i'm sure because yes it can only air after midnight (laughs) (laughs) wonder why (laughs) it was very funny so i watched you be so funny last night and tonight you're you're more somber you know that's that's the cost that's (laughs) That's the cost cost. (laughs) when you run like high octane one night you just have to because like i had a red bull like i didn't really eat that much that day and then i just had like a big red bull and so i was just going so i actually ran into xavier claiborne who's the comedian who uh, produced on the spot with topher and uh i was eating in a restaurant and i said i said to xavier "Are, are you and topher already at backspace and he said, yes, I'm getting some food, but Topher is no longer eating. <laughs> <laughs> I was in work mode. You can't stop. You have to get it done. I thought he meant, like, in general, oh, you're no. now no longer eating, <laughs> the way he said it. I could never. No. Uh-uh. Just for that. Just for that period of time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My sustenance was whatever is in Red Bull. I'm sure it's healthy. 
Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> just don't put it in your coffee and you'll be fine. <laughs> are you are you guys playing anywhere soon as well? Yes. We are. Um, so tomorrow night we'll be at six twelve coffee house and bar on Weddington um, from seven to ten, and then Friday night um, our full band Janet and the Soul Shakers will be um, at Peddler's Pub in downtown Bentonville from seven to ten as well. Oh great! And that place is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> great pizza. So, um, and then on Sunday, we have that fantastic show at George's. Yes. Yes. Uh, Caleb Ryan Martin, Jesse Dean and Company, and Opal Agafia and the Sweet Nothings. All proceeds benefit combating the opiate epidemic. So come out. (laughs) Great weekend of music all around Northwest. It it is. You know, um, we were talking about uh, last night, we went to another event at George's where there were just... I think most of the musicians in the area were present, yeah. and um, awesome. and it just felt like it really felt like community, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love that the art and music community is alive and well in Northwest Arkansas, and I love it when they most are so willing to contribute to fundraisers like the one that yeah. you're having on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, with their with their presence and bring their following, and they get excited about. Georgia has been amazing. As yes, well. yes. Yeah. So when we talk about local music, there's one phrase we all like to say. Support local music. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. (laughs) There's a round. These people are here for all of us. Yes, absolutely. But we got to keep them here somehow. (laughs) I know, and it's tough. You know, it's hard to get people out of their homes. We've talked about this. Oh yeah, definitely with putting on shows and stuff. Shows, you know, getting people to buy tickets ahead and to to come out of their home because you can watch so much on social media Mm -hmm. that many people it's really hard to get them out of the house. You know, but in order to keep this going and keep supporting local music and art, it's really important to do that. And also support local comedy. Oh, and comedy. (laughs) Yes, that is also very important. You've got to smile sometimes. Exactly. I know. So, yeah, so it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic weekend here. And uh, the event at George's will kind of close out the weekend. Yeah. Because it's going pretty late, I think, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like 10, 10 Mm -hmm. It depends how long Opal wants to go. (laughs) (laughs) She may want to just keep going. Let her go as long as she wants. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. yeah, and I think, you know, it's such an important topic, the opiate epidemic. You know, we hear about, um, you know, some discussion out of Washington, but then there aren't really big policy changes no. that help anyone, really. And so these grassroots efforts are so important. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's been such a great show tonight, and we've had, let's see, we had Cecilia Castaneda, mm-hmm. who we spoke with from Colorado about Huntington's disease. and Featuring journey, Bill. Featuring her caregiver, Bill. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, we spoke with Rachel Madison about Strain Connect, and Jenna Bonicki is here. And Ace is on the name, by the way. Like, two <laughs> did we get it? Did we get it? Did we get it right? And Heather Starbuck from the Matt Adams Foundation. It's been a great show. Thank you all for being here. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you next week when our guests will be Sarah Lothan, Dr. Ben Ozane, and Candace Dyer. Till then, he's been Topher. And she's been Wendy. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.